Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Welcome to Talking Giants, where we talk about Giants. The title of the show gives it away. I'm Bobby Skinner. I live down here in Florida, a diehard New, Jer- New York Giants fan, originally from New Jersey. Although you could call them the New Jersey Giants. Like, people, like, I have friends who harass me, like, they're not even New York Giants, they're from New Jersey. I was like, yes, yeah, so am I. Call them the New York Jersey Giants. Won't bother me. I wish they still called the Nets the New Jersey Nets. Which, by the way, we're getting Kevin Durant. Next, by next Talking Giants, Kevin Durant very well may be a net. And my, my fellow Knicks friends are they're going to lose their minds. And I'm going to try and not rub it in because a lot of our listeners are Knicks fans. But, man, having Kevin Durant and Kyrie on the Nets is going to be great. Anyways, I'm here with Danny King, who's also a Nets fan. He's from New York. Danny, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I mean, hey, as you said, uh, Stephen A. Smith says it's happening. He's heard it. Kevin Durant's coming to the Nets. Kyrie Irving's coming to the Nets. But we're here to talk about Giants. But there's not that much Giant news. But I'm doing great. And we're almost at the 4th of July holiday. Almost at the 4th of July. Yeah, it's funny when... Because I believe Kevin Durant is coming to the Nets because of the Las Vegas odds last year. Like, uh, Kawhi to Toronto Vegas odds came out of nowhere. Like way before anyone, like even Woj said anything, and that's when I was like, okay, like Vegas has it right. So that's what I believe. But it's funny when you want something to be true, you're like Stephen A. Smith, like he's pretty good with his rumors. But if it said if Stephen A. Smith said Kevin Durant's staying with the Warriors, we'd be like, what does Stephen A. Smith know? <laughs> um, it's like it's called confirmation bias. Bias. I think that's what they call it in the psychology world. Anyways, we're not here to talk about Nets. Eventually, we will though. Um, yeah, Giants, man. There is really nothing to talk about. Um, so if you judge us off this show and be like, well, these guys don't talk about much of anything, let's go check out our other stuff. Like, we've done a really good job. And we're coming off uh, one of our most downloaded episodes ever with the interview with Dan Shiner. But the biggest news in Giants world, Daniel Jones posted on Instagram for the first time since being a New York Giant. That That is... When I saw that, I had to make sure I didn't see hashtag ad at the end of it. I had to make sure it was Daniel Jones. I was like, wow, he actually did it. Because the last post he had was on Instagram was flying out to the draft with my awesome Bose headphones. Make sure you get them here. He posted a legit photo. So he's a real human being. I confirmed. <laughs> I know. It's funny how, like, oh, my gosh, you post on Instagram. It's huge. Um, and, like, I, I, I think I paid it over under five years of Daniel Jones tweeting something. Uh, that wasn't an ad, which is still going because it wasn't a tweet. It was only Instagram posts. I'll say pictures don't count because, like, you want to update your pictures. Um, so, yeah, like, I was going through the comments because I was going, like, okay, we can read some of the funny comments. And they were all positive, every single one. And Instagram no way. is way more harsh than Twitter. It really is. Instagram comments can be wild. And they were really nice. Everyone was like, you prove them wrong, fam. You're the go. You're the go. You're the go. I saw one, one that said trash. That was one, and all the other ones were great. So, Daniel Jones, you got the people behind you. What if Daniel Jones is a listener of this show? Wouldn't that be wild? Like, he wouldn't say it. What if Daniel Jones is like, man, I really like these guys? I mean, one, that would be great if Daniel Jones listened to this show. But 
I mean, he probably would listen to the show if, if he like really was self conscious about himself and he cared what people say because we just praise him at this point. So I mean, I, if he wants to hear about praising, come listen to Talking Giants, Daniel. We love you. I've went through like his follower list and seen stuff like that. Like he followed Bill Simmons, so like okay, like he likes Bill Simmons. He likes I, I like Bill Simmons. Um, so yeah, Daniel Jones, become a listener of Talking Giants. Go to. Daniel, one day I will interview Daniel Jones, and I will ask him about those throws against Clemson. And I, I just can't wait until we're best friends. Um, and it, it'll be great. We're gonna, we're gonna talk. We're gonna interview Daniel Jones one day. Like I promise you that. Unless he sucks, then, then that would be bad. No, that would be quite tragic if we, if we went from praise to Daniel Jones to all of a sudden bashing him. One, we'll be like, wow, what a fall from grace we had. We had, we're, <laughs> we're on top of the world with this guy, and now we're probably the ones pushing him the most. Not the most, not deep people, but we're like, yes, Daniel Jones. We were shoving Daniel Jones down you guys' throats, and then let's say a year or two from now, we're just saying Daniel Jones sucks. Let's get the next best quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I would say it's Gil Brandt number one. And then we're probably number two, like, uh, and I take pride in that. And I've kind of like staked my reputation on Daniel Jones. So if he sucks, it's bad for me. And I've been outland, I've been, I've been boisterous about that. Like, listen, like I'm taking a chance because I believe in this guy. It's a lot easier for me to say, oh, let's see what it plays out. Like, oh, blah blah blah. blah. Which I guess, I mean, if you don't like a guy, don't say you don't you like him. But I do like you, Daniel Jones. I I, I like like you, Daniel Jones. No, yeah, my friend. <laughs> Just uh, listen to Talking Giants, Daniel. It, it'll it'll make you feel good about yourself. It really will. It really will. Um, he should listen. And I'm bigger than you, Daniel Jones. I'll I'll pummel you, man. Um, I'm shorter than you, so I can't do anything to you. <laughs> well, you could like cut him down to knees when I'm like. Yeah, I, I, I can like chop block him. All right, this is not what this show is about. We are usually <laughs> we are usually very serious, but there's nothing to talk about. So this is what it turns into. We talk about. We go from praising Daniel Jones to talking about how we're going to take him down. <laughs> this is not good. Um, so this is not going to get him to listen. The mailbag is the best part. We just told Daniel Jones a listener we're going to beat him. <laughs> um, uh, this is what happens when there's nothing to talk about. Although we get into some good stuff since in the mail time. Um, what else do we got? DeAndre Baker bought his mom a car. That's always cool to see. Like, you know, it's just, hey, he bought his mom a car. Pretty cool. I can see like Adam Sheen though, be like, "Hey, hey, DeAndre, why don't you buy her a house, not a car?" <laughs> I mean, he basically bought her a house when he bought her a Bentley. I mean, he like usually people go. I didn't think he was gonna get her a Bentley when I saw a car. I was thinking more along the lines like a Mercedes. Now nah, he took that rookie contract. He signed his rookie contract. Yes, he did. He signed his rookie contract. Like, now nah, I'm getting you a Bentley, and I was like, "Wow, respect." And also character issues. I am not seeing them, by the way. A wise man once said, you can sleep in a car, but you can't race a house. So, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll go by that, you know. It's true. Yeah, I mean, it is like, true. She, she can sleep in a car, but good luck racing your house around. That That's is. not going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, unless you live in an RV. But those aren't very fast, so you can't race them well. So, the, guy, the guy's wisdom holds up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's just not much to talk about. The Giants did post one of those social experiments. And I had to do it. Like, what are you experimenting? Um, it's like, it's like, no, you just want interaction. Maybe they listen. And they're like, you know what? That's a good idea by Bobby. Let's do a social experiment. <laughs> and then I did, another, I did another one. Like, you know, the whole, like, name that movie incorrect answers only. So I did name that movie correct answers only. And no one answered the correct answers. That is, 
That is just tragic. I mean, hey, the social maybe maybe we're just missing out on it. Let's do a social experiment just because it seems like it's getting comments. Maybe we'll get something going. That'll be social experiment. Uh, I don't know who. I don't I'll, know. I'll do social experiment. Listen to Talking Giants. Subscribe that, rate. Subscribe rate and review the Talking Giants. That's what, uh, that's what, that'll be our social experiment. I mean, I think people will do it because people are gullible nowadays. Yeah. Um, Danny just said you're all idiots. So, yeah, uh, rate review because Danny thinks you're dumb and gullible. <laughs> uh, I, I fell for it as well, all right, everyone. I did it for the UFC. I was like, oh, this is my favorite fight. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no shame in it. It's just let's be real. We're not experimenting anything. We're just trying to get as much interaction as we possibly can. And it yeah. works. It does what it works. And maybe we're the idiots for not doing it. Um, so yeah, we'll do that. Social experiment, subscribe, rate, and review to Talking Giants. Well, I'm definitely going to do that now that I think about it. Um, so yeah, we got this next week off, although we will have three episodes out. We'll talk about that a little bit later at the end of the show. Um, so what are, like, we're going into the 4th of July. Nobody, please, nobody blow your hand off. That'll be bad. Um, yeah, do not, like, I love fireworks as much as anybody, and I love taking risks with fireworks as much as anybody but i also don't actually i do need my hands for my living all right bobby do not mess with fireworks the wrong way but listen players don't mess with them even coaches don't do that we don't want to have like the packers coach where pat Sherman has to go around camp in a in a golf cart i i forgot about that the mad lafleur he had towards achilles while playing basketball but yes don't don't blow off your hands uh that'd be awful so, yeah, just don't do anything stupid. If you're going to use fireworks, at least don't throw them into your, uh, well, who was the person's house that got thrown into? It was your grandma's house? Yeah, my grandma's house. Don't throw your fireworks into grandma's house. Unless you get it on video, then possibly do it and send it to Talking Giants. If we had videos back then, my family would be, like, the number one YouTube channel. Um, so, yeah. All right. I, I don't want to just talk for the sake of talking. I guess it'll be a short show, like. 30 something minutes but let's get let's do it let's get let's get an ad get to the man unless you got something else for us danny i got nothing all right let's send it to the mail all right so a lot of people are starting podcasts today if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer Anchor will, di- will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. All right, thanks, Steve, from Blue's Clues. Danny, let's get into the mail. First question comes from Jake Roberts at Jake Roberts222. He asked Bobby, you mentioned Josh Rosen in your interview. How do you say his last name again? Schneier? Do you know how to say Sh- it? Shiner, Shiner. I, Shiner. Still, I still, like, every time I say it, I'm like, uh, was that it? Shiner. <laughs> All right, uh, Dan Shiner, and I know you like DJ. I'm going to restart that question. because I, Bobby, you mentioned Josh Rogan in your interview with Dan Shiner, and I know you like DJ, but would you trade the second-round pick for Rosen instead if you were doing the draft over again? Uh, but uh, This is your question. I'll send it to you. All right, yeah, and I'll let you, I'll let you get in on two. 
This is really, really tough because I do like Josh Rosen a lot. I really do. And, but I also think he's the kind of guy who has to be in the right system. Obviously, Arizona trading him was the best thing for both if they're going to hire Kingsbury. And I think Josh Rosen's really good. But, man, I, I fear – not fear, but I think there's a good chance he ends up failing in Miami because it is set up for failure. There are a team that set up the tank if I've ever seen one. But I, thought, I really thought Josh Rosen would thrive with the Giants. We have skilled players around him. We have uh, a, a very improved offensive line. I just I just felt like he would thrive with us. But he also, because of his lack of mobility, he is the kind of guy that needs some more some better pieces around him. Although at UCLA, UCLA didn't have much around him, and he did pretty damn good. So I really like Josh Rosen, and I've never been like a oh well. If you like this QB more uh, or less, but if you get him for this price, get him. I've always been in the like get the guy you believe in. But going into the draft, I mean, I was willing to trade the 17th overall pick for Josh Rosen. And I was like, if the Giants really, really believe in him, I would trade the sixth pick because, you know, we're gonna, if we're going to take a QB there anyways and you like Rosen better, if they like Rosen better than Jones, we'll take Rosen because, like, you're going to take a QB there anyway. I know he has, you know, one year less year on his rookie contract, but go get the guy you want. And to see what Miami gave up for him. I mean, Miami was his only suitor after we traded, uh, after we drafted Daniel Jones. So, I probably would have. I, I guess I would say yes, because I believe in Josh Rosen. I think Josh Rosen's a really good quarterback, and I think with the Giants, he would have thrived. Um, and, you know, that's me liking Daniel Jones a lot. But then we can draft Josh Allen, who Josh Allen isn't a for-sure thing, by the way. Like, I think he could be really good, but he also, like, he's not like a, a guaranteed stud at defensive end. Um, although I think he's going to be really good, you know. So then you could take Josh Allen. With the six pick, you take some, you know, either Dexter or somebody else at the seven teams. Um, and then you don't have DeAndre Baker, although, you know, we kind of have a logjam at corner anyways. You have Sam Beal. Um, and then you could take, yeah, like, Julian Love was there, although it was a surprise that Julian Love was there. So, yeah, I probably would. And that's not a knock on Daniel Jones. I mean, anyone who follows us knows that I'm a huge fan of Daniel Jones. I really believe in him. Um, but, yeah, I probably would because I really believe in Josh Rosen. That being said, Daniel Jones has the tools to do more with less than Josh Rosen does. One, because of his mobility, and two, he saw it at Duke. I mean, as long as, like, as, long as the NFL guys can just at least catch the passes that they have two hands on, he would. I think he'll succeed. Um, and as much as I don't put too much into the whole Josh Rosen attitude thing, there is a little bit into it where Daniel Jones, you know, he's never going to like Aaron Rodgers is a great player. I, I know I'm like, keep on going, like stopping half sentence, but Aaron Rodgers is a great player, but he's not the mo- He's not as coachable because he really is smarter than his, you know, his offensive coordinator and his coaches. And I get that, but that trickles down to the team. And you see what happened this year where they were losing to teams that they had no business losing to. Um, so that where, you know, Josh Rosen, like, it's not everything for him, and which is fine, and I still think he'd be a really good quarterback. But with Daniel Jones, like, the one thing you know is this guy's going to put in the work every day. Like, it's his life. Like, there is, it's going to be his number one focus throughout his whole career. Like, people who seen him, like, they, like, they get that. So, I actually think Daniel Jones is a safer bet than Josh Rosen. 
But if we could have gotten him for a second rounder, man, it, it would be really hard to pass that up to do again. And I really want I, – I, going into the draft, I love Josh Rosen. I wanted Josh Rosen. He was my favorite QB from the, the 2018 class. So I would probably say yes, but it's not a definite yes. What, what about you, Tim? I know you weren't as high on Rosen as me either, so. No, but when in the 2018 draft class, I, I did say – I was also saying that Josh Rosen was the best out of that class. I, if it came to it between Darnell and Rosen, I would have taken Rosen at that time. Now I'm not sure what I would have done. But, but as you said, I wasn't as big on getting Rosen to New York. And I, and I was like, if we can get Rosen, sure, why not? But as uh, Schneider said in his interview – Dave Gelman, if he falls in love with a player, he's getting that player, and he fell in love with Daniel Jones. And after watching his tape in college, seeing how basically his team really wasn't giving him that much help with the type of hits he was taking, I, I wouldn't change it now. I would still take Daniel Jones, even if the Cardinals were offering us Josh Rosen. And once again, I know why you're a big fan of Josh Rosen, and you, you make perfect sense, but any attitude issues, it is there. He did like the very petty thing of deleting all references of Cardinals from his social media's pictures, which I mean, yeah, p- players do that. That's like their form of protesting nowadays. But I just find that stupid. It's like one your point you're trying to get across there. But once again, that's petty stuff. But once again, I wouldn't change it right now. Uh, if the Cardinals came out to say, "Give us your second round pick, and we'll give you Josh Rosen." I'm pers- I'm not sure if I would want to do it now. Just looking back on, it. even if the Giants weren't drafted Daniel Jones. Because I just feel like Josh Rosen, I just don't think now he's a long-term answer because I feel like the struggles have been shown. That doesn't make sense, that sentence. But I, I wouldn't change. I would still take Daniel Jones over Josh Rosen. Yeah, and I agree with that philosophy that uh, Gettleman, if he loves a guy, get it. If they like Jones better than Rosen, then yeah, good Jones. I'm completely for that. I was just a little even on them. And another thing that alarmed me about Rosen was the injuries in college. Uh, and with and I'm, I'm not – I guess I'm nitpicking at the attitude thing. Like, I think it does get overblown, but it is something. Like, I can see Josh Rosen getting that second contract, and if he had a concussion here and two, being, like, making a business decision, like, I'm not going to take these hits. I'm going to write out the second contract and, like, not going to pin in the work and stuff like that. I can see that with Rosen. I'm not saying, like, that's what I think would happen. But with Daniel Jones, like, you know for a fact this guy is in it for the long haul. He's going to be a really coachable player. And at the end of the day, like, the person you are matters more than your arm talent and and stuff like that. Like, it really does matter. And that's why in the NFL draft, we see undrafted guys become stars. Because unlike basketball, um, it's it's about work ethic more than anything. Yes, ta- like, talent is needed and it's very important. But the work ethic, the kind of person a guy is, and especially the quarterback position, it really makes a difference. It's why you see guys with, you know, the talent of Jamarcus Russell flame out. Um, and it's why you see guys with, with Brady who didn't have like all the, all the talent, although Brady had a really good arm in his prime, um, become one of the, the greatest of all time. So that's, that's where I'm more comfortable with Daniel Jones. And I think he can do more with less. Whereas I see Josh Rosen as a thriving, uh, when everything's the right way. So yeah, it would be tough. And I, even as I'm saying Josh Rosen, I'm like, would you really? I, I don't know. But I also don't want to be like, well, Bobby, you were pretty high on Josh Rosen um, going into it. But I also hadn't done my research on Daniel Jones besides watching three games. So, which I'm never making that mistake again. Cause I, I, I got, I, I went on a couple, I like got two week rant of people being like lambasting me. Like, Oh, you're just a homer. It's like, no, like I've watched all this stuff. 
if we were drafted Haskins, it, I would have been a lot more negative. So, yeah, I don't know, but I am of the philosophy, if you like a guy, get him. So if the Giants like Daniel Jones way more than Rosen, get Daniel Jones. No, yeah. And as you said, attitude issues, I, for one, I don't know Josh Rosen pers- like personally, and I don't know how he was like in Arizona. But, for example, people said DeAndre Baker had attitude issues, but now I don't see him having attitude issues much at all. He seems like a well nice guy. He You saw on Instagram he bought his mother uh, a car, a Bentley nonetheless. So, attitude issues, I can't tell for sure if he has attitude issues besides that one event. But, yeah, if, if you like a guy, you take him. And clearly, the Giants, they had feelings for Josh Rosen that was reported on. But they clearly viewed Daniel Jones as the guy. And I have no problem with taking Daniel Jones over Josh Rosen. Yeah, and that's my philosophy 100%. I, I agree with Gettleman on that. Where And I caught heat on this because I actually tweeted this out before the draft. I was like, if the Giants truly believe in Josh Rosen as being the best quarterback out of all these guys and they love him, I would trade the sixth overall pick for him. Now, obviously, if they don't, like, then don't do that. Uh, but, yeah, I was I was pretty all in on Rosen. I, I, I had drafts of posts, like, in, in Josh Rosen Giants edits ready to go. In fact, on the Instagram, I just realized it was still in the drafts a couple days ago and had to delete it. Follows on Instagram, at Talking Giants. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's what I got on that. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from at Riddle He asks, who is, who is the player besides Saquon that an injury would cripple the season? So, uh, I say we start with offensive first. We'll give our offensive player. Or at least I'm going to give two. I'm not sure if you're going to give two, Bobby. First, I'm going to say uh, Kevin Zeidler. Reason why? Because our right side is it's still not that pretty. Uh, Mike Remmers, he's still recovering from back surgery. We don't know what he's going to be like. And our backup option is Chad Wheeler. Now, I'm saying this with not knowing how much Chad Wheeler has improved over uh, the offseason. So, but I'll say Kevin Zeidler because he has to be the anchor of that right side. And let's be real, we gave up a lot to get Kevin Zeidler. He was part of the Odell trade, but he was with, traded for Olivier Vernon, so that's strange. But I'm saying Kevin Zeidler for the offensive side of the ball would cripple the season. Yeah, I think Kevin Zeidler is like the best offensive lineman at his position. But I would say Nate Solder, just because that left tackle position is so important. And like, we really don't have anyone to fill it. You don't want Chad Wheeler switching over to left tackle. Um, uh, what's the other guy? Minock? I don't know anything about him. Mahalik. Brian Mahalik. Which, like if, I don't, like, if I don't know anything about you, that probably means you're not that good. Um, so, yeah, I think Nate Solder would be the biggest one because left tackle is just so important. Obviously, like, that's why it's – such a highly paid position. That's why Nate Solder is overpaid, which I'm fine with. Like when we signed him, I was like, yeah, did, did we overpay for Nate Solder? Yes. But when you have a hole like that left tackle, you have to overpay for it. Um, it's an extremely important position, uh, especially, you know, when you're going to bring in a young guy like Daniel Jones, eventually if the season doesn't go great and a, a quarterback in Eli Manning, who's not going to move around in the pocket. So yeah, I would say Nate Solder, although I think Kevin Zeitler is better. But yeah, Nasol is just so important for that left tackle position. Like, it, it anchors everything. Um, so yeah, I would probably go with Nate Solder on the offense. Although I'm not like, I mean, if if you listed out the best players in offense, Nate Solder is probably right in the middle of that. But it's just so important to have that anchor, and just like it's just it, it like it has to do with the trust of the quarterback. Um, obviously, you know the running game and you know the tackle has a lot to do with how good the guard does, how they work on double teams. 
Um, you're a leader of a team. So, yeah, I, I think Nate Solder would be the biggest loss if he were to get injured. No, I agree with that because uh, when Nate Solder, he uh, said he was injured. He still had neck issues last season in the first half. I believe specifically it was the Atlanta game. He was awful, and he was just letting guys go by him. And I was thinking, like, if that is Brian now saying, if that's Brian Mahalik, Eli, there's no way he's going to do anything. No offense to Brian. I don't see him being a starting left tackle. And as you said, if Nate Solder goes down, our best options are probably him and Chad Wheeler and maybe Big George, but he's probably a right, t- he's a right tackle, and they're not going to want to throw a rookie into left tackle in his first season without that much experience. So, yeah, I agree with the Nate Solder going down. Uh, so for defense, uh, I'm saying Drabil Peppers. One, because we don't have much depth at safety. We know that we have Sean Chandler, uh, Antoine Pettis, obviously on the other side, uh, Michael Thomas, if need be. And I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting someone else's name. If I am, then I feel stupid. But And also, Drabil Peppers, we also gave up a lot for him. He We traded Odell Beckham for him. So we have a lot riding on Drabil Peppers. And still, he's a quality safety he can, he's a very versatile player. He's a very physical safety. So, Jabril Peppers, if on the defensive side, if we lose him, then we're in big trouble. Yeah. Um, I'll go with, I'm going to go with Ogletree, but to your Peppers' point, like, they're going to use him in a lot of different ways. And if you take him out, that completely changes the defensive game plan. We know Vector likes to move guys around, have them up in the box, um, even pin them at nickel at times. Like, they're going to want to have Peppers all around the field being a, a very cerebral player. And he, you know, he's an athlete too, who can just make flat out make plays. So, you know, the talent wise, but yeah, like just his versatility is so important to this team and what Betcher wants to do in his zone blitzes and, and all that kind of stuff. And even in base defense, you know, in base coverages, you know, cover two, cover three, like he is going to be the guy that drives that, um, you know, Bethea is going to be, you know, the free safety. So they're not going to be asking him to be as versatile, although Bethea can be versatile. But you can't ask him to move over to strong safety mid-season, um, and if you are, that's not good. So yeah, I, I definitely agree that Peppers is huge uh, for the defense. And like you said, like we are so thin in safety. Uh, Sean Chandler, whatever. Michael Thomas, like he is, he's like a special teams captain and, and does a lot of things right. But I just do not want him as my starting safety at all. But I'm going to go with Ogletree because he is the leader of that defense. Um, and then if he goes down, then you're moving like B.J. Goodson and Tay Davis, where it's, those are both iffy guys. I know Connolly's in there, but I'm not going to say anything on Connolly until I see him in an NFL action. So, yeah, Ogletree, he, he's definitely the leader of that defense. And I think he gets a little underrated, um, and he gets trashed a little more often because there was those plays of tight ends you know, going right past him. And, in fact, like that first preseason game against the Browns, it kind of set the tone for him. But he does so much from, like, sideline to sideline. He's a, he's really aggressive in the run game. So I would have to go with Ogletree because I think he's a leader that defense. But, yeah, Peppers is right there, right there too. No, I agree with your Ogletree point because he's the guy breaking down the huddles before games. He's just a leader to his team. And this defensive group, it's very young. You got Dalvin Tomlinson. Well, he's not young, but still, he's still young in his NFL career. Dexter Lawrence, B.J. Hill, Tay Davis, Jabril Peppers, Grant Haley. Uh, Sam Beal. This defense is a very young group, and you need a uh, veteran leadership there. And that's where Al Gogletree will fill in and teach these, not teach like Sam Beal something because they're two totally different positions, but they need that leadership there with Al Gogletree. And if he goes down, 
And as you said, he's probably our best linebacker. We, I don't want to see Tay Davis and B.J. Goodson out there being our starting linebackers if vocal tree goes down. No offense to them. And also, we got Ryan Connolly behind him. So we don't got we got options at linebacker. But if Al Ogletree goes down for an extended period of time, it's not going to be very pretty at the linebacker position. Yeah, and like those three other, you know, Davis, uh, Goodson, and, and Connolly, I'm comfortable with them being the number two linebacker, but them leading – as the number one uh, middle inside linebacker, I, I'm not comfortable with that. And defense has so much to do with effort and preparation. And when you take a leader from that, like that hurts things. It, like like you mentioned, Sam Beal, it hurts the corner because it 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 takes away from that like that demanding effort of of uh, of like uh, perfection. And in fact, like Ogletree, like when I talked with Tay Davis, like he was the first guy he mentioned as a leader. Um, and I remember uh, Shane Smith had posted something last year where he was getting tips from, from Ogletree, where it's like, hey, man, when I do this, are you going to rip inside or are you, you going to follow the play? Like, like, so even the guys on the offense are learning from him. You know? So, like, our former fullback was taking tips from him. So, like, Ogletree is a leader of the team, and I, and I think he gets uh, bashed a little more than he deserves. No, yeah. He's not, he's not great at covering five seconds, I'll, I'll say that. No, yeah, he, he's not great at cover tight ends. That's why the Giants in that 49ers game just tried to use George uh, Landon Collins on George Kittle because there's no way Alec Ogletree stood any chance against George Kittle. But it's something we just had to deal with. Alec Ogletree, his weakness is tight ends. He got better at it something towards the end of the season, but not much better. So, yes, he does have his weaknesses, but like he is our best linebacker. Next question, our final question actually comes from at... Uh, at Blue Bread Sears, I think that's your name. I apologize if I butchered that. Uh, he asks, why are all the podcasts letting me down and giving less content when I need more? And why does America have nearly every Monday off for dumb holidays? Hey, 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 all our holidays are important here in America, and we need our time off. Yeah, yeah. Listen here, buddy. Okay? I need my days off. Those Mondays are so important for me, and I still have to go and work in the morning. All right, buddy, old pal? And by the way, just because we're not recording a regular show next week doesn't mean we're not having shows. In fact, we're going to have three shows for you. We're going to put them all out Monday morning, maybe even Sunday night, and you can listen to them whenever you want. We're getting ready to record one of those after. And then we're doing two, two interviews that I did for Simple Man Radio in the past. So if you listen to Simple Man Radio, you probably already heard those. But I went and looked back at the numbers and... What our numbers are now are more than what those episodes were listened to. And I know that probably like 10% of you guys have listened to these interviews. But one is really good. One's all right. But it, it brings back some memories and some good stories. I'm not going to say who they are. We're going to keep up that uh, suspense. Um, but if you really want to go do your homework, you could probably figure it out. But don't do that because don't ruin the surprise for everyone else. And we're about to record uh, a special mailbag question where – we get into our plans for the show, some weird like 4th of July barbecue questions. I think it's going to be really interesting. Can't say it for sure that's going to be interesting because we haven't recorded yet. We're about to do that in 10 minutes. But yeah, I think it's going to be really good. And 4th of July, listen, if you want to pick on Labor Day, fine. Like It's kind of a silly holiday. But do not pick on 4th of July, my friend. It is my favorite holiday of the year. It really is. I love fireworks. I love blowing stuff up. It is one of the greatest traditions that this country ever started that was like, you know what, we're just going to blow stuff up and have mayhem. Baby, I freaking love the 4th of July. So we are not going to be letting you down. 
and there's going to be nothing current to talk about. And if there is, if there's some kind of emergency stuff, we'll get something out there for you. But yeah, anyways, we're not going to let you down. But this guy's true to his name. Need more content. I mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, there's never enough content. Yeah, Fourth of July. I mean, if something happens, if we enter another like Jason Pierre Paul type situation, then one, how, why? But two, yes, if there is something that goes down, like a player, uh, I don't know, uh, breaks his toe, we won't cover that. But that's an example. I don't want to say anything out of the wilderness because if I say something out of the wilderness that it happens, then I'll be shocked because who, yeah, who no would have? Who would have? Who would have thought Jason Pierre Paul would have blown up his hand that Fourth of July in a contract year? But yeah, as you said, we 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 will have shows, and plus, I'll I'll be in the city for July Fourth. I'll put down some pictures of the fireworks if you want. I'll c- keep you happy with some content of me reacting to fireworks. Sounds good, and I'll have some pictures, videos of me throwing firecrackers at my friends. So that'll be fun. Fourth uh, of July, just such an amazingly fun holiday. America, like, it's the best. Like, it's just I, a, if, if you hate America, you should at least enjoy the 4th of July because of all the aspects of it. Like, yeah. you don't even need to celebrate America to do it. Like, what, you just go barbecue, you go to the beach, you blow stuff up, you have fun. Like, what's there to hate about that? Yeah, there is nothing to hate about that. All right, so I guess that's it. That's our show for the week. Obviously, we'll be back on regular scheduled program the Tuesday after the 4th of July. Um, so we'll probably have some fun with that. But yeah, enjoy the few episodes. Enjoy your 4th of July. And hey, since people are saying like other podcasts are letting them down, we haven't asked you guys in a while. Rate and review. We're at like 20 right now on iTunes. That's that's like, we're like ahead of like maybe two other Giants podcasts. So hit those ratings review. They really are important. We need you guys to help us grow. And we'll give you guys free stickers, which is the equivalent to gold. <laughs> but yeah, and we're going to do more stickers eventually. Uh, we'll probably do it around camp. If we're constantly giving them out and there's nothing special about them, that's a little marketing 101 right there. So, yeah, and we already have some requests. Like one of our more loyal guys, he, he got to us late. I'm like, sorry, man, I sent them out. But we'll, get that, we'll, we'll probably do some more around training camp. So, yeah, um, that's a show. Danny, enjoy your 4th of July. Everyone else, enjoy it. Enjoy whatever vacation time you have. Don't blow up your hands. And then until then, go big. Red, white, and blue. Ooh.